Welcome. I'm Anastasia Glova, bringing you the Cato Daily Podcast. Full and edited versions of our podcasts are available on our website at www.cato.org. After gas prices went through the roof last year, politicians have been after the magic cure for high prices at the pump and what they claim to be a devastating environmental toll. Is ethanol the cheaper, cleaner answer to what has been called America's energy crisis? Senior fellow Jerry Taylor offers a healthy dose of skepticism. Are today's gas prices too high? Well, it depends on what you mean by too high. They're certainly higher than they were in the past, but if you adjust for inflation and you adjust for per capita incomes, you'll find that gasoline prices today are actually taking a smaller bite out of household incomes than they were in 1957, 1969, 1973. That's largely because, well, inflation has eroded the value of the dollar, so prices which seem high today aren't really all that high, uh, and we're much richer today. So in other words, if you double the price of milk, but your income has tripled over time, that doubling of the price of milk does not necessarily double the cost of milk to you as a percentage of your income. Ethanol has been heralded as the clean, homegrown alternative to dirty, expensive foreign oil. So how does ethanol live up to its reputation as a gas alternative? It doesn't live up to its reputation very well at all on virtually any count. I mean, let's look at the economics, for instance. Gasoline at the NYMEX was selling for July deliveries in wholesale markets for $2.10 a gallon. Deliveries in July for ethanol, the Chicago Board of Trade, were selling at $3.40 a gallon. But that doesn't even tell the whole story because ethanol only has two-thirds the energy content of conventional gasoline. So you'd have to increase ethanol prices at a gallon by 50% to get an apples-to-apples equivalence with a gallon of conventional gasoline. If you do that, that means that in July, ethanol will cost $5.10 a gallon for what it costs to buy $2.10 of a gallon of energy content in conventional gasoline. So ethanol is twice as expensive as conventional gasoline. It's more expensive, not less expensive than foreign oil. And futures contracts over the next year don't show that picture changing dramatically. So it's not a very cost-effective alternative. And it's one of the reasons why analysts say that the ethanol mandate today is actually increasing pump prices by anywhere between 8 and 60 cents a gallon. Now, as far as whether it's environmental benefits, we hear a lot about those from uh, cheerleaders of ethanol. But it turns out that a review of the literature shows a very different picture. Professor Robert Nevin published a, uh, a very comprehensive lit review last December where he found that ethanol increases some toxic air emissions, reduces other toxic air emissions. It uh, reduces some emissions that contribute to uh, urban smog, but it increases other emissions that contribute to urban smog. So on balance, it's very hard to say whether ethanol is a net environmental improvement or not. It depends on what contaminant you're looking at. On balance, I think ethanol probably slightly worsens air quality compared to conventional gasoline. And as far as its contribution to uh, oil imports and whatnot, it's hard to say whether ethanol would really reduce them because it's hard to say how much energy is required to make ethanol. There are warring studies on the subject, but the underlying data is sketchy. The methodologies employed by uh, all parties in this debate are somewhat uh, questionable. So all we can really say with certainty about the energy input for uh, ethanol is that it's very hard to say. I understand also that it's pretty energy intensive in terms of what it takes to produce and transport ethanol. Is this true? Yes, absolutely. We move conventional gasoline by pipelines. It's very inexpensive to do that once you've built the pipelines. The marginal transportation costs are low. But because ethanol is water-soluble, you can't move ethanol in pipelines. You have to use it uh, river barges. You have to use trucks, railroads, and whatnot to move uh, ethanol, which is why ethanol can be very expensive to transport, and that means that ethanol prices are very high the further away you get from the Midwest, and they're lower the closer you get to the Midwest. So uh, these high ethanol prices are being magnified at the pump 
for consumers on the Atlantic or Pacific coast because the transportation costs uh, required to get ethanol there are very expensive. Politicians are quite taken with ethanol. The House Committee on Energy and Commerce just approved a bill on Wednesday that would pay for ethanol pump installations. What do you think about that? Well, ethanol is the closest thing we have to a secular religion in the United States. All politicians from both the Democratic and Republican sides of the aisle worship at the ground of ethanol in the corn lobby. And the main reason is that farmers are up for bid. They will vote for whichever party throws the most dollars at them, and the uh, bribery of choice is uh, via the ethanol program. So the support for ethanol is based more on political merit than on economic or scientific merit. Farmers, of course, have everything to gain by a robust ethanol program. It increases demand for corn. To give you an idea how much, if every single kernel of corn that we grow today were dedicated to making ethanol, not for food stock, but we we're going to turn it all into fuel, it would only displace about one-fifth of total U.S. Uh, fuel transport uh, consumption in the United States. So since it's unlikely we're going to starve the world to grow our own fuel, we would probably increase uh, the amount of acreage we plant for corn. If we were to double the amount of land we use to grow corn to make up that 12 billion bushel of corn that we need to make ethanol. That means that we would harvest land equal to double the size of Illinois if we were to double current corn production so that we could produce enough ethanol to replace just one-fifth of current U.S. transport costs. Of course, if you're a farmer, this is heaven on earth. The government is mandating that people buy your product regardless of cost. What's not to like? If you're a consumer, however, there's a lot not to like. If you buy anything that was related to corn, you're going to see corn prices go up and commodity prices go up. And if you uh, put fuel in your tank, as most Americans do, you'll find that fuel prices also go up. So far from being a panacea, ethanol is a program which benefits a very small number of us, corn farmers, and harms virtually everybody else, non-corn farmers. This has been Cato Daily Podcast. Thank you for listening.